welcome everyone to another edition of Couch Potato Diary, coming to you from the Clearwater Cleaning Solutions broadcast studio. They are your one-stop commercial and residential cleaning company based out of Calgary. They have a fantastic team, ready to make your life simpler and easier by fulfilling all of your cleaning needs. Check them out online, clearwatercleaningsolutions.com. This one, very simple, coming out a day early because free agency is on Wednesday, and we talk a lot about that in this episode, specifically Calgary Flames free agency. What should they do? What shouldn't they do? Who should they sign? Who shouldn't they sign? We cover that and, well, basically that with Audie James from Game Over Calgary. Welcome back to the Clearwater Cleaning Solutions broadcast studio, and the band is back together as Game Over Calgary reunites on Couch Potato Diary. Uh, this is Audie James from Game Over Calgary and several other ventures. Audie, how are you today, sir? I'm doing well, man. I can't complain. I, well, I'm doing okay, I guess. Not well. <laughs> well, well would be, uh, I would be doing well if we had some more Flames contract news, maybe, or, right. some, or clarity. Even just clarity would be good, but I'm doing okay. It's Stampede. Yeah. What a time to be alive in Calgary. Um, so things are going okay. How, how have you been? It's been a, it's been a hot minute, if you will, yes. since we've, uh, since we've been on a, a podcast or any kind of media together. How have you been uh, since game over? Yeah. Uh, things have been good. Yeah. Starting a new job. Um, uh, keep doing this, doing dogs games, which has been a blast. So oh, yeah, things. Uh... I keep forgetting that you, you and Gino, right? Yes, and um, Josh Arbenthnot as well. Gotcha, um, gotcha. Yeah, a nice three-headed monster. Uh, I gotta make my way out there one of these days. You absolutely do. Just a, a quick plug: All Star Game is uh, July 23rd. There's a home run derby. Matt Stairs is going to be there. I'm not getting paid to plug. Hell this yeah! Uh, but yeah, definitely come check that out. So. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and also, dogs, if you're listening, make me a part of that because look at that plug <laughs> I just gave you. Um, so <laughs> we're going to talk about the the thing that had you going from well to okay the uh, contract huh. situations of the Calgary Flames. So what do they do with Trevor Lewis? Uh, no, um, <laughs> it's uh, Johnny Gaudreau. My, my simple question to you, sir, is will he stay? Or will, And before I, I fully get into it, um, we are taping this at, it is 5.09 Mountain Time on Monday in the year of our hockey god, Lanny McDonald, uh, 2022 on July 11th. Uh, so everything could have changed at this point. Johnny Gaudreau could have uh, just a, a horrifyingly offensive thing to Calgary on Twitter. And that would be that. But as we're tweeting or as we are talking, none of that has happened. So Audie, with all that in mind, will he stay or will he go? Johnny Gaudreau. Why you got to put me on the spot like that? <laughs> this is the hard hitting questions that people come to expect from this podcast with a pride flag in the background. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think the longer that this goes on, the more I lean towards no. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it really is fascinating because like everything this off season is riding on, is he staying or is he going? So right. I think the simple answer is I don't think so, but at the same time, I find that I feel like things are so dynamic and always changing and we, nobody truly knows unless your name is Johnny Gaudreau. I don't even think Louis Gross knows uh, what, what really is going to happen here, but my gut tells me, no, I think that uh, come Monday, we're going to have to issue some apologies to some people who have been on the, on the Gaudreau is leaving town train for quite some time now, because I do think that uh, um, it's going to be uh, Gaudreau going elsewhere. I don't think he's coming back and it's, it's going to suck. It's going to really suck. Yeah. And, and I know like some people weren't necessarily thrilled with what I put out on Twitter the other day about like, I, I don't oh, know. I saw that. Yeah. I don't I know if Johnny Gaudreau is a $10 million player. And look, I don't know if he is. Um, I will say uh, Mike Fail is someone whose opinion I respect uh, more than most in the city. And when he came at me, I was like, oh shit, I might be wrong on this one. <laughs> but I don't like, 
I understand there are differences. Obviously, there are a number of differences between McDavid and McCarr and then Johnny Gaudreau. Like he, there mm-hmm. is definitely a one of these a things few. is not like the other, and it's not that McCarr is a defenseman. Um, yeah. But when I'm looking at those guys' cap hit and Johnny Gaudreau's cap hit. I don't care how we got to those. I'm just saying on their cap-friendly page, when I sort how much money each guy makes, if we are saying Johnny Gaudreau is going to be getting comparable money to them, I would expect to see Johnny Gaudreau be able to elevate his game in a roughly similar way. And I don't think he can do that. Like, I, I, I just, I don't think at his best, he is a $10 million player. And which is fine. Like, I, I think he is very, very good. But I don't know if he is highest paid player on a championship team good. And I just, I can't get away from that. If he signs, great. He's exciting. And he's a very good hockey player. And this team is better with him than without him. I'm just saying, if you want to get to the promised land, I don't know if it's such a bad thing if he leaves. I honestly don't. Yeah, I um, I don't know. I, I feel like the like because we know that the nine and a half million dollars is what has reportedly been offered the eight year nine and a half million mm-hmm. um my question is to you and i know just take the, the the fact that they signed these contracts at different times is johnny gaudreau only five hundred thousand dollars better than jeff skinner okay see that's the thing you can pick and choose a number of those right and yeah like right he is, he is substantial but if we're going off of that johnny gaudreau should be making 25 million dollars probably right right. <laughs> right but i mean like even look at like Panarin makes what 11 six and Mitch Marner makes just shy of 11. Like if you're taking your pick between those three, who are you, who are you taking? Um, boy, that's it. I like them all. I like them all a lot. Right. Perfectly honest with you. Yeah. It's a tough one, but I mean like, but that's like the, that's the dollars comparison. Mm -hmm. But right now looking at it, um, Toronto has been in a cap pinch the entire time, right? And like the Rangers are, the Rangers are able to do what they're doing because they have two of their best players on rookie deals, right? Right. So like the, the the Marner comparison is actually apt in that, yeah, maybe he should be making around the same as Mitch Marner, but the Leafs, they probably would do it again, but they also are perpetually in salary cap hell and it makes it difficult for them to build a team that gets out of the first round. So I, I almost use the Marner one as a cautionary tale where it's like all of those guys in Toronto, are worth every penny that they are paid, I think. And you saw it in this last playoff series, mm-hmm. but you also saw potentially the limitations of that. But do you think like in the negotiation room, like, do you think this is something, do you, do you bring that up? Like, is that if you're Lewis Gross, do you look at that and say, what the hell? Like, this is what these guys are making and you're going to, oh, you're going to offer my guy nine and a half, right? I like, think, I think both sides are bringing up both things that we were saying. I think right. the, the Gaudreau camp is saying like, yeah, Skinner's making nine hundred or nine million dollars. So thank you for the fourteen million dollars. We'll be on our way. And the the flames brass is like, well, I mean, you underproduced Nichushkin, who was making league minimum. So th- there you go. Like I, I think that there is like back and forth on both sides. I think, man, I wish HBO get the cameras in there. Let's do a twenty four seven on those contract negotiations. I would love to know the inner workings on on how all of that is is going down and you're right like maybe i am being a little bit too i feel like i'm being old school on this all of a sudden like ah, he's not the best player on a championship team and it's like again he is fun he is exciting if the flames lose him they are going to have to go in an entirely different direction with the franchise i i Mm -hmm. fully understand that i just wonder if they've peaked with him you know yeah i can see what you're saying like if like are you trying to say that like this is this is it this is what you're going to get and that's that's that kind of thing like there's no elevation to that yeah i could see that but at the same time like i don't know we see we see brad for living talking to steinberg at the draft saying their main focus is is to get him uh Mm -hmm. him resign and i don't need like it look at it might not even come down to dollars like we're talking about the money right now it it might not even be the money yeah he could very well want to be here 
right? You like might want to go somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, I keep cutting you off. No, no, no. Um, don't be, don't be. It's all good. I mean, it's my show now. I can do what I want. It uh, is. Yeah. But... <laughs> you, you, I'm the guest. You don't have to apologize <laughs> yeah. to me. Um, but no, you're right. Like, and that's why if he hasn't signed by now, that eighth year doesn't mean a fucking thing. Right. No, like, like that's the people. Oh, well, the flames have lost their advantage. Like, I don't know. Is he going to stay a year longer in a place he doesn't want to be? I, I feel like if he wants to stay in Calgary, a seventh or an eighth year is just whatever for him. The eighth year was more important for the for the flames, I think, to try to drive AAV down than it was yeah. for him to get the eighth year to play in Calgary. Right. Yeah, exactly. I think it meant more for like, which is kind of funny to think like, I don't know. So most times players want that eighth year for that know extra whatever they're going to make but i think in this situation i think the flames value that eighth year more so that they can drive that av down a little bit more but i don't know i mean come what is it not tomorrow wednesday i guess uh, we're going to find out if he's going to be uh seven or eight years and you know we've we've seen it before was it not stamkos who was going to test the waters and ended up signing for seven years in tampa we could be proven wrong by then who knows but I'm, I, I still think all signs are pointing to him, uh, him, him hitting the road. And yeah, I don't know where that is, but I've got my speculations. Go on. Uh, well, <laughs> I don't know. Is it, is it really that far fetched to like, and I know it's like, it's the same, it's the boring narrative that everybody's talked about with New Jersey and Philly. Yeah. But honestly, I truly like from the bottom of my heart, think that the Philadelphia flyers are going to do what they can to, to move him. Yeah. Um, we will know that sooner than later too, if the JVR money all of a sudden ends up in Arizona somewhere right. um, or Chicago, because apparently they're doing that thing now too. Um, but I think that that's going to, if we start seeing dominoes fall in Philly, like JVR, or we see Ryan Ellis go on LTIR or a sneaky little buyout, they're trying to free up money to bring in, bring in Goudreau. And it's, it's as plain and simple as that. And actually I'm pretty sure Friedman reported on, 32 thoughts, the podcast that um, something along the lines of they're shopping him, but teams aren't making it very easy for him to uh, like, they know what they're doing. They know what the flyers are trying to do and they're not making it easy for Philly to move that money and free up that space. So I don't know my, my gut and everything else leads me to think that it's going to be Philly. And it's, I don't know, I guess we'll find out. We'll see. One team that I, I keep having rattle around in my head I feel like Anaheim is a Johnny Gaudreau away from doing something really, really special. Like I, I think, I think they have all the pieces minus one to to get them there. And I get like the the whole oh he wants to be closer to home would go right out the window when he's moving <laughs> further west. A little bit, but, yeah. Um, I th- that's a team that I think would be really scary with him. Yeah, I could. I mean, I never thought about it. Everybody's talking about the New Jerseys, the the mm-hmm. Phillies, the watch it be like a out of nowhere team, right? Yeah. Anaheim would probably fit that bill, but um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't rule it out. There's look at, there's going to be 31 other teams that are probably going to want the services of Johnny Gaudreau if right. he makes it to market on Wednesday. Um, so I'm sure everybody or, or most people who can afford to bring him in will probably check in. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens here. Cause it's, uh, it's nerve wracking. You can see it on Twitter. You can sense it all over the city. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody's, making their assumptions and, and yeah. this, that, and the other, but what a time, oh. what a crazy, crazy time and everything. And we talked about it on game over too, just how crazy this off season is going to be. And it just is simple enough. It, it, it relies and starts with Goudreau. Yeah. Um, so the future of this franchise, it's either going to be ride the highs and continue what we're doing here, or could very well lead to maybe not beating it down to the studs, but, uh, but pretty damn close. 
Yeah, no, that's true. I just, I, I think it'd be hilarious on like Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Just fucking love Columbus, man. And so that's, <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he loves Columbus or, or like Ottawa or something stupid, right? Go right. somewhere yeah. else in Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it just MTS Center, whatever they call it, Winnipeg, just like really spoke to him. So, <laughs> yeah. like, I just, I always wonder if you're Minnesota, like, or Columbus, or like, I, I know I'm shitting on the flyover states, but like, <laughs> do you, is it embarrassing sometimes that like, you keep calling like, Yes, I know Evgeny's not coming to Columbus. We just have to, we just have to ask. Like it's just, it's due to no. Okay, fine. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Poor Bill Guerin, eh? <laughs> oh man. Well, former hey, teammates too. That would be actually pretty sweet. If that'd be pretty. Yeah, up. that'd be, that'd be, that'd be actually. Him I don't and, think it afford it with all those. Uh, like I don't know what Minnesota's going to look like with all these uh, buyouts coming in now and really being a pain in their ass. But yeah. That would be pretty. I still think. I still think on the Malkin train. I'm. I'm gonna say he goes to Washington just because it's the obvious choice. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or uh, like someone said on Twitter today, he's gonna sign in Tampa Bay for the league minimum. Right. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine? Oh, oh I don't even want to live in a world where Evgeny Malkin is a Tampa Bay Lightning. Get that. Yeah. Get that out of here. Um. For what it's worth, on my NHL 22 season that I'm doing, he signed with the Canucks. So. Oh. Um, I, yeah, don't, don't know. Don't know how, don't know why, but, uh, there you go. You, you heard it here first. Uh, not the only, uh, Johnny Gaudreau, not the only contract the Flames have to, to worry about. Does what Johnny Gaudreau does affect, uh, your thought on a Matthew Kachuk contract? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent without a reason to doubt. I like, I would be willing to bet you that if, if John walks, it's going to be a $9 million qualifying offer for Matthew Kachuk. And then he's going to hit the road. Wow. I, I would almost, I would almost guarantee it. I think that's, it's so like, I, I don't know the way I look at it too. Like Matthew Kachuk had his best productive year on the opposite wing of Johnny Gaudreau. You t- and I think that like that line obviously was one of the best lines in the NHL all year. Mm-hmm. But I think that honestly, I think Gaudreau is like the catalyst of that line. You know, Lindholm without Gaudreau and Kachuk is what? Is he still the same guy? Like he's, what do you think? Like, is he still the same guy without Gaudreau and Kachuk? I, I think he's really good. I don't know if he's like. I think he's really good, but I don't think he's. Yeah, he's like, not. He's not an all-star. You know, he's, yeah. Exactly. He's not like a. He's not. You're not blushing or batting your eyes over him, right? So, right. I don't know. I, I, I true. I have said this from day one that I think that the con, like it's contingent. Like Matthew Kachuk is contingent on what Johnny Gaudreau does. So. I don't know. Again, we'll see on Wednesday or whenever the hell we're going to find out if he drags his ass even longer than this city might just burn to the ground. But uh, yeah. yeah, I do. I honestly, yeah, I, I think so. What do you think? Do you think that it's as important yeah. as, as I think? I do. I could see like the, the sales pitch of Johnny leaves is, I mean, the sales pitch either way is kind of easy. Like with Johnny, it's like, okay, we're running this back. You guys are the best lighting in the NHL. Just mm-hmm. don't be a dickhead in the playoffs and let, let's get going. Um, I could see the sales pitch the other way too, where if Johnny leaves is like, Hey, this is your team now, man. Like we'll, we'll slap the C on you. And this is we got the coach that seems to fit your style. What we're going to build this team in that light. And we're, we're going to run with it. I could, I could see that sales pitch potentially working. And I don't, I don't think that it's not important that Brady Mm -hmm. had such a wild time in Calgary, you know, like that, that seemed not that you can't have fun in any other NHL city, um, or anything like that. He was tearing it up though. Like that was, he's not doing that in Arizona. Yeah. That's the thing. Like like, everyone is like, Oh, no one wants to come to Calgary. He's like, why not? Like, Hey, we got this thing going on right now. That's awesome. Um, in the stampede, like Calgary is actually a legitimately fun city to be in. And I'm much like, I'm sure Columbus, Ohio is, you know, like every place has a place you can go have fun in, but, um, sure. 
Well, I'm pretty Are sure. Are you yeah. sure? <laughs> yeah. If you really like uh, malls, Minnesota is great for you. <laughs> yeah. But I like I, I just feel like the, the way the city embraced Brady and the way he embraced the city, like I, I feel like that's important. And again, I feel like I'm being old sports talk guy. It's like, ah, you've seen seen the way his girlfriend looks. Guy doesn't have any confidence at all. But <laughs> I, I do, I do think that stuff like that does matter a little bit. And I, I could see, I could see them building around Matthew after. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I I agree with that for sure. Um, I can I can see where you're coming from, and I get that. I just I don't know. Like, what are is does Matthew want to stay here for another eight years? Like, right? Is does he want to go? Like, does he want to go back to St. Louis or wherever the hell he's? You know, like I don't know. It's it's going to come down to that too. And um, yeah, I I don't I don't think that uh, it's going to be a great off season if you're a Flames fan. Uh, these next few days are going to be very uh taxing even more taxing than the waiting period has been yeah but uh i I don't know and i'm not trying to be like all doom and i put it out on twitter today too like i'm not trying to be doom and gloom like i don't want that to come across like oh audi doesn't want matthew kachak or johnny gaudreau to come back i don't i don't want that to be the message but uh i don't know i just i just don't have a very good feeling about this one and uh i'm gonna trust my gut on this yeah we'll see we'll see so let's say let's say that happens let's say gaudreau is gone and Kachuk has made it clear he doesn't want to be here. At that point, I, I would think you're in agreement with me. You try to trade him, right? Like it's oh yeah, whatever qualifying offer, and then you you hit the fine trade button on NHL 22, <laughs> and just the best one that is. Don't do that. Good. No, don't do that. Don't do that. They're always the worst trades. <laughs> you can you can go and work your uh, work your magic elsewhere. But yeah, I think that's. I mean, obvious the obvious choice. You don't let two guys hit. Uh, back-to-back years too you don't let back-to-back uh all-stars like those two just hit the road for nothing i think you i think you'd learn your lesson on Gaudreau if uh if he does end up leaving and then if matthew signs that qo and wants to hit free agency then you've got to do what you can to uh to try to move him and hey maybe you try to trade him to a team that he wants to go to and and they can you know maybe sweeten the pot because they can work out an eight-year extension right off the hop kind of thing and and maybe that's important but uh i think you have to i mean yeah. you don't you don't lose the guy for nothing Back-to-back years, you don't, you don't, uh, you don't let that happen. And this is where I think it gets really interesting um, because honestly, like the the Flames offseason gets a touch boring if both Johnny and Kachuk stay because then they just stay and it all rolls back. That's it, fine. Uh, right? Like they have twenty six million dollars in cap space between Gaudreau, Kachuk, and Manjapani. It's probably gone. Um, yeah. So it's it's kind of just boring. Um, I think the next season is fun because I think then it's all Stockton Heat dudes. Like I think you see Radulov, I think you see Phillips, I think you see. Um, I'm blanking on whoever else, but uh, you, you see Pelche? those guys. Yes, you see Pelche? Pel- yeah, Pelche and Zari. That's who I think. I think you see those guys start to come up and it gets a little bit fun, right? But from an off-season perspective, if, as we discussed, the worst happens, Gaudreau leaves, Kachuk leaves, do you try to use that extra cap space, bring a few dudes in and like, okay, we're rebuilt, we're retooling on the fly, let's go. Or pretty good kid first overall next year. In that That's what draft. I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. Like, that Connor Bedard is going to be something special. Like, why do you think Chicago is making it blatantly obvious that they are like, they've pretty much already won the draft lottery. It's going to be Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves, Seth Jones, and whoever the generated players on NHL 22 end up being right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think you try to, they're probably going to try to retool on the fly. Cause I don't think that a Daryl Sutter came here to rebuild. Uh, he came here to win. So I think they're going to retool and it's going to take some crafty work from uh, from Brad. If it is Brad, if they lose both, then it's probably not Brad. Um, <laughs> you would think. I mean, 
yeah. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, whoever that that individual is, I think they, uh, you know, I don't think the retool option is is quite the way to go. I know people want to see success, but it's you don't just replace those two. It's no. it's not uh, it's it's not easy to do. Um, you're going to have the Lucic money off the books after this season, I believe. Yeah. Um, so you'll have even more cap space, and you can you know weaponize that as you will. Yeah. But uh, you also yeah, have Monahan's coming off too. Well, that's it too, right? You've got you're in a way better position if that's again if both these guys walk, uh, you're in a much better position to uh, you know kind of retool and rebuild, if you will uh, in, in the later years. So I don't know. I think that, I think it's maybe a strip down to the studs. I don't know if it's, if it's that intense or that severe, but, um, or that drastic, I guess would be the good word, but I think you gotta, you gotta do something along those lines and, uh, and do your damnedest to, to get that first overall pick. That's, that would be something else, just something else. But dart against McDavid for the next 10 years. Oh my God. Sign me the hell up and just inject that into my veins, please. Yeah. But you were right. You know, who's not saying that is Daryl, right? Oh no, he, he didn't, he didn't have his press conference saying there's one thing missing. That one thing missing wasn't coaching the number one overall pick in the 2024 season. No, they'll go, they'll go over pay for Kadri and sign Delorier and and more Daryl Sutter type guys to fill up the bottom six and, and they'll try to go and do another, uh, they'll go on another run, try to go on another run. So yeah. Um, I was looking at it like who, if they wanted to do it, what would they do if you had like $26 million in cap space and the, those two guys gone, I do think they would take a run at Kadri. Um, I think, I think so. Yeah. I think you'd have to overpay for the guy who already vetoed a trade to Calgary once a yeah. different scenario, but um, different. Yeah. Different situation. But yeah. Um, I think they would go after cop. Uh, I, now I, I'm still surprised that he hasn't stuck with the Rangers, but I get like wanting to see, but that, that screams a Daryl guy, doesn't it? Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't even think of Andrew Cobb, but that would be, yeah, that guy big, not like huge, but you know, he's a big body. He's power guy. He knows how to put the puck in the back of the net. I think that would be a pretty good signing, but yeah, Kadri to your point. Yeah. I think uh, we've seen his name kind of linked to Calgary already. People just speculating, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, they, but th- that's the problem too. You're going to overpay. He's going to want, you know, he's, what is he in his early thirties? He's going to probably yeah. want a, a seven year deal. He's going to want to cash in after obviously having the best season of his career. Um, so you're going to have to overpay and you're going to be bidding against other people who want his services. So that, and we, we, we see that all the time in free agency. We see people spending way too much on players that shouldn't be making that much. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting because you don't just replace Gaudreau and Kachuk. No. So what, what, like, who do you bring in? Do you, do you explore the trade market? Do you just strictly go free agency? I don't know what the, what the route is. I don't think it's exactly linear if those two leave. So yeah, um, it'll be interesting. I'm not, uh, I'm not sure what, what quite happens there, but I hope we don't have to worry too much about it. And I hope that it's just like, you know, as we're recording, I hope that the fridge bomb already dropped. <laughs> hearing <laughs> well, I might, hearing I might Gaudreau to Cal on. fast or uh, Cal to, uh, Goudreau is is heating up or something like that, something yeah. along those lines. Here, I, I have my know. Twitter alerts on, but my Twitter timed out. Let's see. I don't, doesn't uh, doesn't look like we nothing missed. yet. Last I saw the the uh, the Dreger bomb was the Murray to Ottawa or to Toronto is how fucking is close. Funny is that? Hilarious. I can't imagine. Like, yeah, we were um, we were within a goal of 
beating the Tampa Bay Lightning in a seven-game series. I really think the difference was we didn't have Matt Murray. But um, <laughs> I, I feel I, I genuinely feel for him. I absolutely love Matt Murray. The as mm. like the the person, he's just such a good salt of the earth dude. He's been through some shit. Yeah. He's battled. He's he's got his two cups. Like, let's not forget, like Matt Murray in Pittsburgh was for those two cup years was a difference maker, right? Like he yeah. was he was not the reason they won those Stanley Cups, but he kept them in it. And he, you know, he's got his name on the cup twice now. So I feel for him. I do. I really feel for him. And I hope that if he does go to Toronto, well, okay, maybe if he goes away from Ottawa, I hope he finds his game. I don't yeah. exactly uh, hope in Toronto, but you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, I hear you for sure. <laughs> um, okay. Now there are some other contracts that the flames have up. Um, I just want to run through it real quick. If you have in-depth analysis on any of these, by all means, buddy, you host um, a podcast with me. In-depth analysis. Do, do you ever hear in-depth analysis come out of my mouth? <laughs> I'm just saying, and is it, you, you're going to laugh even more when I bring these names up. Oh, um, Jesus but Christ. If nothing else, a yes or no on not will they, would you want them to stay? Okay. Now, there's it. a mix of UFAs and RFAs in here. I understand the differences. This is just just a thought exercise. Just, just, yeah, just, yeah, I get you. I get you. Ryan Carpenter. Oh, no. <laughs> Forgot oh God, no! Team. Forgot he was on the team until I, I was. I was like, "Who is this guy again?" Yeah, yeah no, no in-depth analysis needed. Did he even? He didn't even play, did he? No. That poor son of a bitch, man. Oh my oh, God. Yeah. Like, I, well, I mean, he got out of Chicago, which was, uh, which was probably pretty nice for him. He would have just coasted, you know, like. Would, oh he, yeah. Well, he would. He wouldn't have got his name on the cup. No. I guess uh, if he, unless barring anything crazy, like he would have had to play one playoff game. Yeah. Right. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. That'd be interesting. He wouldn't. I don't think they could. I think they could petition for it. But like, why would you petition for that? Yeah. Um, But yeah, no, no, we're not going to. We're not going to spend too much time. No. Uh, (laughs) Kelly Yarncroft. You see, uh, I don't know. Like. If Johnny and Kachuk leaves, someone has to play on this team. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That's that's kind of the thing, too. And like, you know, he didn't have the most colorful. uh tenure with the Calgary Flames no um definitely was one of those kind of forgotten like oh god I forgot that he was even there he he scored one in the playoffs and that was it um I don't know he I think he was defensively pretty solid um but I think you want more out of him than just him being a a defensive forward um there's my in-depth analysis for you but I don't know I think I'm on the fence but I would lean it's de- again dependent on I think Gaudreau and Kachuk. I think if they come back, I don't think, I don't think I want to bring back uh, Callie Arncroke. But That's if they fair. leave, it's like okay, like I could see it because like you know Lindholm's still there, their cousins, whatnot, and like you said, you need people to play. You can't just have nobody out there. So yeah, I'd say maybe. I'm, are you? Will you accept a maybe? I will accept a maybe. Yes. Okay. All right. Also, take- we were wildly incorrect. Uh, Ryan Carpenter played eight games for the Calgary Flames. Oh, that just goes to show you how effective he was. Yeah. He played um, eight games. Played eight games, had one assist, was a dash one with zero penalty minutes. So a real impact. A gentleman. Um, He's a gentleman. Yes. 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 Of all the Calgary Flames this season, he was one of them. Uh, Trevor Lewis. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. No, it's I a, don't think so. It's an easy no for me. Yeah, no. It's, that's, again, I don't really... I think if you watched any Calgary Flames games this year, you come to that conclusion pretty easily and pretty quickly. Um, no, no. Uh, Richie. Man, I don't know what to feel about Brett Richie or what to think or how to feel about Brett Richie. Cause like, 
sometimes he was good, you know, like the thing, sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. That's kind of, <laughs> that's kind of like what it was, but it was like mostly shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know what? I think I would. Okay. I would, but like kind of in the same role that he played last year, if you need him. Yeah. I don't know. I, the more I talk about it, the more I think that maybe it's not a good idea. Uh, because because at the same time, too, I want to see the Peltiers of the world come up and play. Yeah. They've earned the right to come up. The Matty Phillips, who got a qualifying offer, but I hope to God finally can crack this goddamn team because he was lights out in Stockton last year. Yeah. Um, and a hell of a dude, too. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think I'm leaning more towards no, because I think you're going to need to rely on those contracts, too, to fill out like the bottom six if you do bring back Goudreau and Kachuk, because you're not yeah. going to have a whole lot of money to use. So yeah. Um, yeah. I'll go with no. I'll yeah. send him to the moon. I I'm with you on. Um, I think I'm no on all of them, to be honest. Um, yeah. And with yarn crock, I might, I might go the other way as you, if those guys stay, I might see if yarn crock will stay on something super cheap um, yeah. to bring them along. The only way I would consider it is if both guys leave, I sign all of these dudes and try to flip them for fifths at the deadline, you know, like, yeah. Just a, yeah. Oh, maybe a team will want them or something, but I'm with you. Like I would, I would much rather see Rosichka and Pelche and Zari and Phillips uh, who I've been calling for, for years now. Oh, uh, it just seems like whenever, whenever it's the perfect time he gets hurt. Um, which yeah. Sucks. Um, yeah. On the blue line, good Branson stones, Adorov. I, I am perfectly <sighs> fine saying no to all of them. Like the stone one was, it was amazing. He's he inevitable. He's yes. inevitable though. It's death taxes and uh, Michael Stone one year league minimum deal. Yeah. And and look, at that contract fine. You know, that like seventh defenseman, he is fine. You're not worried about ruining the potential of Michael Stone sitting in the press box for 45 games in a row. Um so like if if you want to get him on that kind of a deal then that is totally fine, I guess. Yeah. You know, so that's that is the one where I'm okay with. Zadorov and Goodbranson, I didn't I I just we talked about it in the, the cup final on, on game mm-hmm. over. I feel like the NHL is trending away from defensemen like that. And yeah. it, it just, it seemed like more often than not, if there was, if there was one of those shifts where it was like Jim Houston would be saying they're under siege, yeah. um, it would have been those guys out there. So yeah. I just, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm good. I'm good on that. Well, that Oilers, that Oilers uh, series was reason enough. And I know that not many defensemen in this league are stopping the likes of Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Right. But like that's that's enough reason right there for me to say no. And I think too that I, honestly, I do think that Zadorov will get paid, not like handsomely, but some team will probably pay too much for him. Yeah. And yeah, I don't want that to be the flames. There's going to be teams, and honestly, it's a pretty good chance it's the one we talk about that are going to see the cup final. And where we were saying, like, this is the way the league is going, this is the new Boston Bruins model from 2011. Mm-hmm. I think the flames and a couple of others are going to try to zag. It's like, all right, we're going to drag everyone into the mud, we're going to play our game instead yeah. of trying to keep up with them. And those are the types of teams that pay good Branson and Zadorov and Stone. And I worry greatly that that's going to be the type of team that we watch. Um, I also want to see Mackie too, you know, like, yes, yes. I want to see, I want to see Mackie in, uh, in, in, in a more prominent role. Uh, I, I think wanna, he's earned it. Totally. I want to see what Val Mackie can do in do, extended yeah. time. Like I get, yeah. I get there was some troubles uh, at different points, but yeah, he's young and has had a bit of a roller coaster the last little bit. Like I, I would like to see uh, pretty consistent playing time for him. Um, so, yeah, that's, I agree. I, I would much rather them. Again, I'd much rather the young kids than anyone we just listed here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, and they've earned it, right? That's the yeah. that's the best part about it is they've they've earned it. So it's uh, no brainer. Yeah. Uh, last one here. Um, 
couple of players whose contracts we've discussed already that mm-hmm. are up at the end of next year, Monaghan and Lucic. If the Flames are able to keep Gaudreau and Kachuk, that would seem like a way that you could get some cap space is to, to move either of those dudes. And mm-hmm. I was right on that bandwagon until the NHL draft uh, when we saw the prices that you would have to pay to move salary out. And like I, I, I Lucic would definitely be that. I think the Flames would at least try to talk up Monaghan as a legitimate asset, but I would be concerned that teams aren't going to be biting on that given how his la- how his season ends every single year. Um, yeah. I guess, gut feel, do you think the Flames would be able to move either of those guys or would you have an appetite to move either of those guys? I would like wholeheartedly have an appetite to move both of those guys. The problem is their trade protection on both of them. And the fact that, like you mentioned, you're going to have to pay for other teams to take those. Like GMs aren't stupid anymore. Right. Not that they not. Okay. Not that they were. I'm not trying to say they were. Okay. They were. We'll (laughs) we'll go with that. But um, like you can't really fleece people anymore the same way, you know, like you learn. Okay. I keep saying that you can't do these things, but like, then I look at like, you can't fleece anybody, but the Ottawa senators just fleeced the Chicago Blackhawks for Alex to break in and yeah. this, that, and the other happened. But um, you know what I'm trying to say? Totally. The, the, the GMs are learning like bad contracts. You're going to have to attach some, you know, valuable assets onto those in order for other teams to take them on. It's just the, the nature of the business. The Arizona coyotes are doing a perfect job of it right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. The appetite is there for me, but I just don't know if the likelihood matches the appetite, you yeah. know, like it's, it's not going to be, it's not going to be easy is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Peter Shirelli's not walking through that door. There no. aren't dumb GMs that you can take advantage of anymore. No, uh, no, not quite. <laughs> no, I agree. Like a perfect world, you'd be able to do that. And then, add a couple of the guys we were talking about. Like, hey, we just freed up $10 million. We have Gaudreau and Kachuk uh, on these deals. Let's add a Kadri. Let's add a a Kopp. Let's add a Klingberg. Uh, You'd have to have a couple conversations with some guys. But Mm -hmm. let's let's add some of these dudes. Like, that would be perfect, like, best-case scenario. I I don't really see that uh, necessarily playing out. Um, I I said that was the last one. I guess I kind of lied. Is there anything else? Anything else on your off-season wish list for the Calgary Flames? Uh, Aside from just, please let us know what's happening with these two guys. Oh man. I mean, yeah, that's, that's pretty much what everybody's been on about at this point. And yeah, and it's going to be interesting to see. I am interested to see though, the Manjapani, um, mm. cause he is ARB eligible as well. Uh, and I don't think that negotiations were fantastic the last time he, uh, he signed his last deal. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, it wasn't, at least you would probably know better than I would, but I don't think they were the best of uh, uh, negotiations. So I'm going to be interested to see with his arbitration rights too, if he's going to be able to, uh, you know, get a little bit more than, you know, what, or not more than what he's worth, but get what he's, what he thinks he's worth uh, in an arbitration hearing. But other than that, no, um, I want to see if we get a full-time blasty uh, and I'm really excited to see the reverse retro. Yes. Give me a a pedestal. Oh, Boy, give me a pedestal. That's almost too far. Give um, me a give me a black pedestal. Give me something. Co- I, I don't know. Blasty I've always, on I've, a pedestal. Let's just go with all of it. The blastal. You really want the? Have you seen? <laughs> have you seen those concepts? There's no, I haven't. I got a couple. I got a couple. I'll send your way of the blastal. Oh, gross! <laughs> You're not ready for that, eh? I'm not. I like. I, I want to see blasty on something other than the blasty we've seen the whole time. You know, which, sure enough. which I love. And I get. I'm trying to improve on perfection. 
but I, I, I would really like to see something. Yeah. Just maybe switch it up just a little bit, you know, just a tad. Yeah. But then the last time we showed creativity here, it was Calgary written in just, Oh, I could, that was right when I moved here. I was like, what the, what is this? Yeah. That's the the Walmart Jersey there. It was bad. Uh, Audie, where can people find you, sir? Uh, find me on Twitter at Audie James and I'm posting on TikTok now. I'm all of a sudden going to be a content creator. So follow me there as well at Audie James. Right on, man. Um, miss chatting with you, sir. I'm sure we will yes, do this again. We'll, we'll see if it's good news or bad news. Um, and I guess that depends on uh, which one of us is talking, whether it's good news or bad news. <laughs> no doubt. Um, but yeah, thanks for this, man. I appreciate it. Hey, thank you, PK. All right, that's the show. Thank you all so much. Uh, Once again, this is coming from the Clearwater Cleaning Solutions Broadcast Studio. They are your one-stop commercial and residential cleaning company based out of Calgary. They have a fantastic team ready to make your life simpler and easier by fulfilling all of your cleaning needs. Check them out online, clearwatercleaningsolutions.com. Hoping to have a reaction podcast, probably a quick one coming out on Wednesday. Hoping to have uh, the return of Fightin' Fridays coming up this weekend as well. So a lot still to come here on Couch Potato Diary. Thank you so much. Remember, rate, review, subscribe, and I'll talk to you all later.